Hello and welcome to another Matchad podcast with me, Mina, where I invite guests to sit on a yoga mat with me as it were and share thoughts on all things well-being. My intention is to leave you feeling uplifted and empowered. If you want to know more about my yoga teaching and my book, then please visit my website, minablair.com. So, welcome onto my virtual mat, where it's just me today. It's the end of another year, and what an interesting time it's been, yeah? There's a lot to reflect on, I feel, which is why I'd like to share my own thoughts with you on this last podcast of 2021. The main message I've been channeling this year through my book and Matchat podcasts is, of course, to encourage people to empower themselves. And I fully believe that the pandemic, with all its challenges and the fact that it has impacted everyone at the same time, offers a great opportunity to reflect and reset. So let's ask ourselves, what really mattered at the end of the day? Where was the source of joy? These are important questions because we spend a lot of time chasing things out there, don't we? There are a lot of things we want to acquire, like money, status, success, ideals like the perfect family or the perfect body, finding our soulmate, you know, the one person who's going to meet all our needs, and so on. Gosh, it's a lot, isn't it? It feels quite stressy and exhausting just listing them all. But I'm wondering whether we could turn it around and start with what we've got already, what we're grateful for. Well, first up for me is my health. At the beginning of last year, 2020, I had the first variant of COVID, which was a six-week project to recover from. It was a reminder to continue with an already established healthy lifestyle, good diet, plenty of exercise, and well-being activities like yoga and hiking. It was a reminder to invest in looking after my body, which was a good thing, because then in September, I sub suffered a hideous arm fracture which set me way back physically, but also tested me mentally and emotionally. I didn't know whether I'd be able to practice yoga again, let alone teach it. I had to dig very deep indeed to heal and to regain my physical strength and general confidence. But by taking responsibility and making me my number one priority, and that meant owning my health in every way, and not outsourcing it to the medical profession and looking for someone else to make me feel better, I made a full recovery and went back to teaching at the beginning of this year. So it actually turned out to be a very empowering experience. So I had the right attitude and approach when 2021 rolled in with two new COVID variants. The principle remained the same. Invest in yourself and be healthy. Always. And with less certainty of medical help with the NHS under such strain, I think everyone should review their relationship with their health and consider being more proactive about being as healthy as they can be. And why wouldn't you? You've only got the one body, which is to last you for your whole life, however long that is, right? So if you're breathing, you're alive. And if you're alive, you can have joy. The second thing I'm grateful for are the people I care about. I don't know about anybody else, but when the lockdowns happened, what bothered me the most was not being able to see my daughter, who lives over two hours away from me. Especially last Christmas when we had to interact through Zoom on Christmas Eve. 
I found that quite testing. People you care about are a source of joy, and maybe we don't appreciate that, or are as aware of that when we are busy, busy, chasing what we want more of, the ideals I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Perhaps we take it for granted. I just really missed hugging my daughter. And now when we meet up, I make the most of it even more. I hug a bit more. But that's the point. Where is the joy when we can't see the people we care about and do what we want when we want to? Well, we appreciate more the ones who are around. We rediscover the importance of friendship. We realize the importance of sharing the hardship and the concerns, of expressing our feelings, of leaning into values like kindness and companionship, of sharing the burden, sharing the load. It may sound a bit daft, but personally I've increased my appreciation for my dog. I can tell you that I have often lent into him for comfort and lightness. He is a 24-7 source of love and joy. Walking with him in the countryside always lifts my spirit. It's something I do every day, come rain or shine, and I consider it an act of self-care. All of this is very empowering, validating and strengthening for the body, mind and soul. So the temptation might be at this point to focus on what didn't happen this year, what you didn't receive and what you missed out on. But how about if we find the positives, the things that did happen, the things we achieved precisely because we were challenged? For me, I discovered some new things I never thought were possible, that I was capable of. For example, I built my own website. Now, for a non-IT techie person, this is huge. Learning something new was hands down one of the most empowering things I have done in quite some time. And now I can enjoy creative freedom and have fun sharing my offerings online whenever and however I like. Similarly, I put my yoga teaching online. Now, I was quite resistant to this at first, I must admit. It was a bit scary. But now I have an established YouTube channel which students can access for free and can use as a support to develop their home yoga practice. And for those who didn't fancy returning to the face-to-face classes in the village hall, there is a live online class once a week. Another thing that has evolved and gathered its own momentum during the year is the Matt Chat with Mina podcast. Now, this really was a surprise. I'd never fancied myself a broadcaster. Who knew? But it started as a laugh, literally. In January... My dear friend Sarah and I thought we'd record a podcast for fun and throw it out there. We enjoyed doing it and recorded a few more. I then decided to be more serious about it and commit to publishing one weekly, focusing on all aspects of well-being. And here we are, a year later and I'm still going. It's got me back in touch with people I knew already, but I've also made lots of new contacts through local connections and through social media. And I've discovered there are plenty of authentic, kind folk out there doing great work helping people be the best they can be. Through yoga, complementary medicine, and lots of other things. It's really very inspiring. I'm so excited to be rolling my podcast into 2022 and talking to more awesome people who are making this world a better place. And when you open one door, more start to appear, don't they? 
I've now been invited to present monthly on well-being topics on local radio, the magazine show on Way Valley Radio. It's really exciting and I'm curious where that may lead. But the biggest thing of all was finishing my book, Not For The Last Time, and making it available in April this year. Precisely because of the pandemic lockdowns, because there were no distractions and no excuses not to do it, I had the time and focus to make this dream a reality. Talk about feeling grateful and joyful. I've had heartfelt feedback since I put my book out there from people who feel the story has really helped them and that is the best I could possibly have hoped for. And it's proof that by sharing our stories we not only empower ourselves but empower others. It's a win-win. And I shall continue to reflect the key messages of the book in my podcasts and yoga teaching going forward, like self-empowerment, gratitude, courage, trust, and of course, joy. These are the key ingredients for resilience. That capacity to gather yourself, heal, and bounce back is something we all have, but perhaps don't know it or feel it because we haven't been tested hard enough. I like to think of it as a bottomless inner well. And it's precisely when we're really challenged. You know, when we find life is a bit edgy and you have to find a source of strength in yourself because no one else can make the problem or the pain go away. That's when you discover how endlessly deep your inner well of resilience is. This is what the tough times offer us. It's an incredibly reassuring discovery, I can tell you. So what were the 2021 positives for you? What have you learned? Do you need to make changes to how you live your life? To your attitude? Or do you genuinely feel you're good to go, that you know how resilient you really are? Either way, I'd like now to offer a suggestion for the new year. Before we jump into New Year's resolutions and start the year with a to-do list of things that we probably won't achieve because it feels like pressure and wasn't really coming from the heart. How about if we move out of being the doer, the chaser, the achiever, and into the observer for 2022? By that I mean bring awareness to the decisions and choices you make, to the way you behave. What is your motivation? Is it still money, wealth, status and perfect ideals? Is it simply about having more? Or could we replace those with joy, love and gratitude? I'm not saying money, work and goals aren't important, but I'm talking about what the energy, the intention is behind them. I've learned that when intention comes from the heart rather than the ego, It generates a real sense of contentment and fulfillment. You find that what you need is very much within you and not out there. This is so important to understand because it gives you permission to fully let go. To let go of worrying, fearing and fretting over what's going to happen next, what might go wrong or bad things happening and all the time thinking you couldn't manage. You can. So let's make 2022 the year of channeling resilience. And with that, I wish you all the very best for a wonderful new year that I'm looking forward to sharing with you.
Namaste.